Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you will learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today I'm going to do something unusual, and that is devote most of the session to reading what Seth says. The reason I'm doing that is that while 99% of what Seth has to say is positive and uplifting, there are certain passages that uh, include a kind of a a, a warning or a possible negative development. And the one that uh, Seth talks about here is something I have trouble, frankly, in uh, envisioning uh, for the future. I'm not sure really what he means specifically about what might develop. And after I read these passages, if any of you have some ideas, I'd welcome your emailing me at dantmcay, D-A-N-T-M-C-A, at gmail.com. These comments, mind you, were made uh, 50 years ago in terms of our Earth years. I also have no idea of what kind of time frame that uh, Seth quote, had in mind. Was it decades, centuries? I don't know. So I'll start by reading a page where he introduces the subject, where he talks about our concepts of God. So here, here it is. The concepts of God that you have have gone hand in hand with the development of your consciousness. The ego, emerging, needed to feel its dominance and control, and so it imagined a dominant God apart from nature. Often nations acted as group egos, each with its own God-picturing, its own concepts of power. Whenever a tribe or a group or a nation decided to embark upon a war, it always used the concept of its God to lead it on. And of course, here in other episodes, I've discussed how the uh, God concept that the Jews used, uh, Yahweh, how that became our God over the centuries. Here's more of Seth. The God concept then was an aid and an important one to man's emerging ego. To develop its sense of specialization, the ego forgot the great cooperative venture of the earth. If a hunter literally knows his relationship with an animal, he cannot kill it. On deeper levels, both animal and man understand the connections. Biologically, the man knows he has come from the earth. Some of his cells have been the cells of animals, and the animal knows he will look out through a man's eyes. The earth venture is cooperative. The slain beast is tomorrow's hunter. In terms of ego consciousness, however, there were stages of growth. And the God concepts that spoke of oneness with nature were not those that served the ego's purposes in the line of development as you understand it. That, of course, implies that there were other lines of development, lines where one with uh, one was oneness with nature would serve our purposes. Uh, anyway, here we go, more of Seth. For a while, such techniques worked. Always, however, there was the undeniable inner self in the background, man's dreams, his biological and spiritual integrity. And these, in one way or another, were always before him. In your probability, you did allow the inner self some freedom. Therefore, the so-called egotistical consciousness was not given complete sway, 
It remained flexible enough so that even hidden in its God concepts, there were symbols of greater reality. Your system deals with physical manipulability, again, and the translation of creativity into physical form. An exterior separation had to occur for a while, in which consciousness forgot, egotistically speaking, that it was a part of nature, and pretended to be a part. It was known, however, and unconsciously written in the cells and mind and heart, that this procedure would only go so far. When man's consciousness was sure of itself, it would not need to be so narrowly focused. Then, the true flowering of humanity's consciousness could begin, then the ego could expand and become aware of realities it had, quote, earlier ignored. All right, so that's the introduction to the material. I'm now going to read the material that uh, concerns me and which uh, I'm having trouble uh, visualizing and understanding. Again, now it was 50 of our Earth years ago that he was sharing this information. It is. Here it goes. You have put yourselves in a position where your consciousness must now become aware of the probable pasts and probable futures in order to form for yourselves a sane, fulfilling, and creative present. Ego consciousness must now be familiarized with its roots, or it will turn into something else. You are in a position where your private experience of yourself does not correlate with what you are told by your societies, churches, sciences, archaeologies, or other disciplines. Man's, quote, unconscious knowledge is becoming more and more consciously apparent. This will be done either, <clears throat> it's an either-or thing, this will be done either under and with the direction of an enlightened and expanding egotistical awareness that can organize the heretofore neglected knowledge, or it will be done at the expense of the reasoning intellect, leading to a rebirth of superstition, chaos, and the unnecessary war between reason and intuitive behavior. When, at this point now of mankind's development, his emerging unconscious knowledge is denied by his institutions, then it will rise up, that means it being the unconscious. It will rise up despite those institutions and annihilate them. That's strong language. Cult after cult will emerge, each unrestrained by the use of reason, because reason will have denied the existence of rampant unconscious knowledge, disorganized and feeling only its own ancient force. Now, as I say, I have difficulty here envisioning just what kind of cults might arise. Today, it seems we have a climate cult where people say, unless you obey what, what we command and do what we say and change your ways, uh, the earth will end. So give us power or we will punish you. That seems to me to be a cult of sorts, but uh, I really don't think that's what Seth had in mind. There's also the cult of the World Economic Forum, a uh, small group of sophisticated, wealthy, elite people who, who, who presume to be able to direct the rest of us in terms of what we should do, say, and think. But again, that's more political and power-related, and I don't think it relates that much to the 
unconscious. Uh, what's your best guess there? So Seth continues, if this happens, all kinds of old and new religious denominations will war. So now we've got a war between religions. Okay? And all kinds of ideologies surface. Well, perhaps in Iran, the uh, Ayatollah, that, that might be something. Anyway, uh, he says, this need not take place. For the conscious mind, basically now, having learned to focus in physical terms, is meant to expand, to accept unconscious intuitions and knowledge, and to organize these deeply creative principles into cultural patterns. The great emotion of love has thus far been poorly used, yet it represents even the biological impetus of your being. Your religions in large measure have taught you to hate yourselves and physical existence. They've told you to love God, but rarely taught you to experience the gods in yourselves. Now, in one way or another, religions have always followed again the development of your consciousness, and so they have served its purposes and yours. And they have always reflected, though distorted, those greater inner realities of your being. In historic terms, as you understand them, the, quote, progression of religion gives you a perfect picture of the development of human consciousness, the differentiation of peoples and nations, and the growth of the ideas of the individual. Now, in the next paragraph, he emphasizes the importance of the freedom and development of the individual. Here he says, There's nothing wrong with the concept of an egotistically based individual being. I am not suggesting, therefore, that your individuality is something to be lost, thrown aside, or superseded. Nor am I saying it should be buried, submerged, or dissolved in a super-self. Self. I am not suggesting that its edges be blurred by a powerful unconscious. Now, it's here in these uh, closing uh, paragraphs that he touches on a potentially negative development. Here it is. I am saying that the individual self must become consciously aware of far more reality, that it must allow its recognition of identity to expand so that it includes previously unconscious knowledge. To do this, you must understand again that man must move beyond the concepts of one God, one self, one body, one world, as these ideas are currently understood. You are now poised, in your terms, upon a threshold from which the race can go many ways. There are species of consciousness. Your species is in a time of change. There are potentials within the body's mechanisms, in your terms, not as yet used, developed, they can immeasurably enrich the race and bring it to levels of spiritual and psychic and physical fulfillment. If some changes are not made, the race as such will not endure. This does not mean that you will not endure or that in another probability the race will not but that in your terms of historical sequence, that's your terms of historical sequence, the race will not endure. Now, as you know from previous discussions, we are all powerful eternal spirits, and we are not 
dependent for our existence or identity upon form, although by choosing to enter the human time-space illusion, we do accept its rules and do identify to one extent or another with physical form. So my problem here is I'm having trouble envisioning with greater recognition of the unconscious or the inner self, with greater uh, recognition of that, um, what, on the negative side, what would be the uh, religious denominations that, that might war one against the other? What would there be their beliefs? I, I don't really have any idea. Uh, so if anyone else has ideas they think would be helpful or pertinent, I'd like to hear them. Again, uh, you could email me at uh, dantmcay, D-A-N-T-M-C-A at gmail.com. Once again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.